Support for Market Foolery comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interests in mind. Use Rocket Mortgage for a transparent, trustworthy home loan process that's completely online at quickenloans.com/fool. It's Tuesday, January 10th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Molly Full Funds, Bill Barker. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Are you all packed for your trip? <laughs> No. We'll get to your trip. The news fairy just keeps on giving. We're kicking off earnings season this week. It's the slow buildup, but the news fairy just keeps on giving. And we'll start with Yahoo, which is in the news because several longtime directors, including CEO Marissa Meyer, will be leaving the board. Uh, Meyer is expected to remain with Yahoo once it becomes part of Verizon, assuming that sale actually goes through by late March. That's the current timing, but it's not necessarily a slam dunk that it's going to go through. And Obviously, there are some big parts to this story, but the one that seems to be capturing most people's attention, certainly my attention, is the new name of the resulting company, because the core assets of Yahoo are going to become part of Verizon. Assumedly, Yahoo Finance is going to become Verizon Finance. Yahoo Sports will become Verizon Sports. In the absence of any other information, I'm just going to go ahead and pencil in those names. The resulting company, because again, it's just the core assets of Yahoo, is going to be called Altaba. And let me just read directly from the Washington Post story on this. The new name Altaba is meant to be a combination of the words alternative and Alibaba, according to a, per- a person familiar with the company's thinking who spoke on the condition of anonymity because the individual was not authorized to speak on the record about the name change. And see, I, would, I was thinking that the person was going to speak on the condition of anonymity because they think Altaba is an incredibly dumb name. I mean, it's not Trunk, but it's right there after Trunk. Well, what would what would you like it to be? I, anything other than Altaba. Anything other? Well, because I I get that it should reflect Alibaba. Yes, because the resulting company with the core assets becoming part of Verizon, the resulting company is a part of Yahoo Japan, and and it essentially becomes a tracking stock for Alibaba, doesn't it? Alibaba with a little bit of uh, Yahoo Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's a long name, <laughs> which is easily uh, presented just with uh, saying Altaba. It's just it's if you listen to it closely, you can hear the little bit of Yahoo Japan that's in there. I think it has to be said with some sort of a you know an accent. I really hope at some point in the next few weeks we get a story, we get a behind the scenes story of how they came up with this travesty. You want sort of a Tronk v Altaba competition of some sort. I mean, people can weigh in with their votes. Which which is the worst? Which name? is the worst name? Trunk. You've the put combina- all of your chips on Trunk a long time ago. Tribune Publishing, saying, "Hey, we're Tribune, but we're online content." Trunk. Yeah, Trunk. I, I'm saying that's worse. With a small T. Right. <laughs> with the small T, exactly. In uh, Comic Sans. D- d- <laughs> Pink Comic Sans. <laughs> does d- does the resulting company? Become more or less compelling than Alibaba. Let me let me just ask: Would you be more happy if it were Altaba with an exclamation point? 
Yes. Is that where the Yes, I actually would. I would think slightly more highly of it. Altaba. If they just said, yeah, we're going to throw the exclamation because why not? Because we love it. It's worked out and uh, it's who we are. A company with an exclamation point in the name. Yeah, I would think slightly more highly of it. What was your question? I wasn't listening. um, No, at this point, almost no one is listening. Um, Does the resulting stock become more compelling? If you're you're looking at this and you're thinking, well, it's a tracking stock for Alibaba, the e-commerce giant that it is, but I get a little bit of diversity with Yahoo Japan. I don't know. it, it, It seems like... On the surface, it seems like a watered-down version of Alibaba. Like, look, if you want to invest in Alibaba, just buy shares of Alibaba. Well, the, the uh, stock, such as it is, is up two percent today. Although one suspects that might be on the other part of the news, which is that the the board members, including Marissa Meyer, are leaving. Yes. Do you think it's just a- not having to pay them has got to be worth a couple percent? Yeah, they're saving some money. Right. I don't know what they get paid to be on the board, but this—I mean, it's—it's. It's, well, they're going to get paid a lot to leave, probably too. I think so. Although, although Meyer ostensibly is going to remain with Verizon, all I have to believe, though, at a either she's going to get some sort of golden parachute, or they're going to, or Verizon management is going to say, "Well, you're going to stay on board, but we're going to pay you a lot less than you were being paid as CEO of Yahoo." Yes, I, I think that's that's a. Uh, for sure, because um, uh, I think I think she can go somewhere else and get more more to do than she's going to have uh, at at Verizon. How hireable do you think Marissa Meyer is right now, given her track record at Yahoo? I think that she's probably more valuable than she's ever been, although not not seemingly as valuable. That is, she has learned a lot. She has learned a lot, but through mistakes. Look, granted, we're not saying this. This is how you learn: is by making mistakes, um, or at least we tell our kids that when <laughs> at certain points. And uh, today, we we would bring it uh, up to Marissa Meyer that I have no doubt that she knows much more about the industry and what to do and where one can make mistakes with companies like this than she knew and um, a, a few years ago. I agree with that, but I think that the you know to to use a a sport. She was hired not to make those mistakes. By the way, I mean that was the reason for her hiring. But uh, and there but, was there was a lot of fanfare when she got hired back in the summer of 2012, and her first 12 months on the job were great. She, got, she the one year anniversary of her hiring across the board she was getting high marks and why not because there were a lot of problems at Yahoo not the least of which was a talent drain she did a lot to improve the culture a lot to keep people on the premises and oh by the way the stock rose 80% in her first year as CEO but to use a sports analogy this is a little bit like when a losing football coach in the NFL Gets fired, they can get another job somewhere else. I don't think you necessarily hire them to be a head coach. They go in as a defensive coordinator or as an offensive coordinator. If someone wants to make Marissa Meyer an offer to come in and be part of their management team, I think that could be a great hire. I think if you own shares of a public company and later this year the board announces that Marissa Meyer has been hired as the new CEO, I think you have to question, you have to take a good long look at why. She would be hired to run another company. Yeah, I think that she hurt her sales price wouldn't be that high um, right now, but uh, she'd be pretty valuable on boards. 
She's got a lot of experience. Uh, again, some of it painful, but uh, nevertheless, that's useful. And I think that there are smaller companies, which with perhaps very promising futures, which could benefit greatly uh, from from having her. Uh, she knows a lot about the, the industry and, and can deliver that knowledge to many different places. I don't know that they're going to be same size uh, that Yahoo was. I, I think that... Uh, you know her track record isn't likely to get her a, a you know a repeat performance at that kind of thing. Go back in time to 2008 when Microsoft, led at the time by Steve Ballmer, offered a reported 45 billion dollars to buy Yahoo. If you're still holding on to your shares of Yahoo, you that's one of those moments you have to look back and just think, oh, what could have been? That would have been a pretty sweet buyout eight years ago. That would have, although it's a $40 billion company today, so that's a lot of lost time. Um, but if you held throughout that time, then, uh, you know, it, it, you just sort of watched uh, the stock move up and down a lot. But uh, anyway, it's, it, would have been, it would have been good. Uh, plenty of companies can say the same thing. It would have been good to sell when an outrageous offer was made. Last question, and we'll move on to our next topic. In terms of the deal with Verizon, again, expected to close by late March, what do you think is the likeliest scenario? Do you think it goes through as is? Do you think that Verizon, because of the data breaches, extracts a lower price point from Yahoo? Or do you think the deal just gets blown up and Verizon walks away? Well, I think that the reasons for making the deal are the same as at the time. Uh, maybe Yahoo picks up a larger chunk of the insurance expense that uh, might be involved. Um, I think that, that that has gone up in terms of what the damages might be here uh, from uh, individuals. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, in terms of strategy, I think it's it's the same company. It's, it's not like they're the only company that has suffered a data breach. I mean, it's particularly bad couple of ones, and they don't seem to have handled them particularly well. Uh, yeah, so. it's that second part that I think is the problem for Verizon. Yes, data breaches are seemingly a way of life in the business world. The fact that Yahoo was unable to uncover them and share that information in a timely manner to Verizon, that's the problem. Well, I think that that is, yes, going to translate into some expense that Yahoo uh, either has to uh, spend some of its own money fully getting into you know a position of compliance that Verizon can trust uh, regarding the assets that they're taking, um, or or as I say, maybe maybe an insurance policy. I just I was just reminded of a piece of advice I got many years ago from uh, uh, a PR professional, and he said. You always want to be the first one through the door with the bad news. It was basically like you know whether you have bad news for your boss or you're you're in a consulting business and you have a client. You want to be the first one through the door with the bad news. Like don't don't delay the bad news. And Yahoo ignored that rule. We have signs of life at Chipotle. The overall drop for same store sales in the fourth quarter was smaller than expected. That counts as a victory these days for Chipotle. Comps were down 4.8%. You break it out month by month, though, and I think this is where the, this is why the stock is up today. In December, same store sales were up nearly 15%. Now, 
the easier comparisons from the year prior are starting to kick in. But still, I think if you are, well, as I said, if you're looking for signs of life at Chipotle, I think you got one today. Yeah, this is the first decent number that's come out of Chipotle. And and we're focusing on the decent number because there are other ones in this report which were not as good. And yes, if people are coming back, uh, no matter how you measure it, in you know, in more so than they had been doing it, uh, then I, I think it's good news for Chipotle because you're getting used to negative twenty five percent ish or even higher uh, same store sales numbers. So. Yes, the last December numbers were uh, atrocious because that was the beginning of, of people abandoning the uh, the restaurant. But uh, we see that measured year over year, there's improvement, and so that that makes it look today like well, there's there's a, a new chapter perhaps. Well, as you indicated, though, there are other numbers there. The they their profit guidance is lower. They're spending more money on marketing. Which is cutting into profits, but they kind of have no choice. Well, right, and if you, so the the great fear right now is people are just not going to walk in the door, and so the numbers that are getting the market excited today, and granted, excitement is is relative because it's still way way down from its highs, uh, but up five percent today, and that is if. If they are spending money now to get people in the doors, but people are getting in the doors, the profits will come later. If you can just bring the people back, you can figure out the efficiencies at some point. Uh, and, and I think that uh, that is good news. How am I supposed to feel? I, this news is a few months old, and I still don't know how to feel about Bill Ackman being involved in this company, getting seats on the board. I, his his track record over the last couple of years is mixed. Not, <laughs> mixed, really? Mixed. You think it's mixed? I think. Yeah. Mixed. No, actually, I mean the the the, the one, it is mixed because there some of the things that have gone right don't really get uh, get the same level of attention, and and certainly the, the putting himself out there in as high profile uh, a manner uh, as he has on Herbalife um, that. That has gone wrong, and yet uh, there are some bets that have gone right. He, you're right. He is keeping a relatively low profile at Chipotle. So, given how out front he was on Herbalife, you're right. That's that's a good move. Before we dip into the full mailbag, got to say a word about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust and has your best interests in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage. You'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. So don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. You can securely share your financial information to get a mortgage approved in minutes with Rocket Mortgage. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure that you get the solution that's right for you. So if you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. So skip the bank. Skip the waiting and go completely online at quickenloans.com. When was the last time you were in a bank, by the way? Like, actually walked into a bank? Mm, within the last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. You'd... But it was not necessary. Yeah. 
you know what? That's like with Rocket Mortgage. It's not necessary to go to the bank. You can actually skip the bank. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. At Market Foolery is our Twitter handle. From Peter Felice in Australia, he writes, I'm a member of five full services in Australia and the United States. Is there a limit to the number of stocks you should own? Do you just keep going? It's a great question because I think that one of the things that makes investing in stocks a little bit of a challenge or sort of adds to the challenge of investing in stocks when you start is the notion that there is a right number. This is how many you want to own, period. As opposed to thinking about it like anything else that is personal, where it's like, you know what, the right number of stocks for Peter to own is not necessarily the same number as it is for me or for you. Yeah, I think in terms of diversification, you reach something like 95% of the value of diversification after your your 20th stock. It's it's some number like that. Now, that assumes that you've chosen those 20 stocks with an eye toward being diversified of course uh, across sectors. And if you're going to also be diversified across geographies, uh, it, it is probably going to take more than 20 individual stocks. Uh, but uh, that's probably not the right number for everybody. And it, if you are reading a, a Motley Fool service, uh, you're more likely to be finding companies in a, a smaller number of sectors. That is, the uh, services do not uh, recommend as many, you know, if, if you're reading, I don't know, rule breakers, you're not going to find as many utilities as, as tech companies. So it, it takes a, more than. Uh, more than 20 for most people to, to get that full diversification, but you don't have to have any particular number. It's whatever is the right number in your portfolio to manage your risk. And and some people want to take a little, a little bit more risk. A lot of people make the mistake of taking on too much risk. Uh, a lot of people make the mistake of taking on too little risk, that is, but not being invested in the market enough. Um, so. If you're going to be invested for decades, uh, it's it's the risk usually works in your favor, and um, if you're down to you know just three or four or five six stocks, then you you've got more risk than you realize. I think a good rule of thumb is if you look at your portfolio and at any point you've forgotten that you owned a particular stock, if you just sort of look at gosh, I still own that. I I had no idea. You you may have too many. If you're if you're looking at your portfolio and you're just like, oh God, I had no, good Lord, eBay, I still own eBay. Oh my gosh, I I would say that so if the origin of the number of stocks owned is a product of the Motley Fool newsletter services, I'd say you know if there are ones that the newsletters are not following particularly closely, that is some recommendations in some of the newsletters are made. Um, from years back, and uh, a reader may have followed along with the recommendation, uh, some stocks just get a lot more attention than others. And a lot of that is the product of move price movements of the stock. A lot of it is the excitement of the story, new things happening. Um, and some stocks just get a lot less attention. And if you are not devoting enough attention to the individual stock, uh, then maybe it's it's one you no longer need to own. I, I, that, that isn't to argue for 
owning the ones that are only high profile within the services. But you know, if if, if you've got 60, 70 stocks and you're trying to keep up with them, you know, on, on a quarterly earnings basis and things like that, it's good chance it's too many. Peter's in Australia. You're headed there in a couple of days. I am. And some of our listeners stepping up in a big way with recommendations on things to do in Melbourne, things to do in New Zealand. Is there and and these emails come in and I, I forward them to you. Is there anything that has caught your eye in terms of like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing you could do? Or I mean, there they were emails meant for you, so I didn't read them too closely. It did, however, appear that there were some recommendations on coffee. Which well, I, yeah, and we, those we, are the ones I'm I'm most likely to follow. <laughs> that is, I I think that. Uh, one, I'm going to need some. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a long trip. It's a 15-hour flight. It's 15 hours from Houston to Auckland, and uh, it lands in Auckland at six in the morning ish. And granted, I'll have had some coffee on the plane, but I'm I'm going to need more. You're going to need a lot more. <laughs> I'm going to need more if I'm going to stay up until I probably somebody out there already. And that's exactly the wrong strategy to drink coffee to you know keep yourself up. You got to you know go and exercise and all that, but. What's actually going to happen is I'm going to drink coffee. So whether it's scientifically proven to be exactly the wrong way to conquer jet lag or not, that's what's in reality going to happen. Yeah, this is happening whether whether science says it's a good idea or not. And I came across information in a couple of places that Melbourne is one of the top coffee cities in the world. Really? Yes. Okay, you just um, anticipated my next question, which is selfishly, are you planning on bringing some coffee back? I, I'm not planning. Are you looking for me to bring you some? I, let me put it this way: If you're down under and you have a phenomenal cup of coffee, and you think some of this has to make its way back to Full HQ, I'm not going to stop you from buying some and, and sticking it in your bag. Okay. <laughs> I won't. Were, stop were you. there methods you could have used to, to prevent me from doing that? Have I, you been so inclined? I, you know, I have connections. Do you have that kind of power. I'm, it's not power so much as connections. I know people who know people in certain places. Are any of them in in Australia? You've got listeners. Look, if you're dozens of them. If you're followed, if you're, one or two might be in Australia. If at some point you find yourself being followed and you think, "Am I being followed?" The answer is probably yes. <laughs> and that's you having hired somebody to make sure that I bring back coffee for you. In these crazy mixed up times, who can say? Who can tell why I'm being followed <laughs> who can tell why in I'm Australia? Being. Um, have a great trip. Thank you. Um, and you can report back when you're uh, when you're back here and and fully caffeinated, of course. I will. I think you're going to be there just long enough to get adjusted to the time zone change there, and then it'll be time to come back. From what I understand, flying that far west is not as uh, difficult, you know, as, as even flying a, a small amount east. Uh, so I'm I'm hopeful. That that's right, and that I'm not going. Oh, it's so been a long time since I've actually flown to Asia or anything like that. So the trip back will be the, the more trip damaging. back will be the damaging one. You know what you're going to need some good coffee. From I'm Melbourne. Need some good coffee. Thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Austin Morgan. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.